Welcome to Real Talk with Evelyn, my fellow followers. I hope and pray you guys have had a fantastic week and that your week has not been overwhelming and that you have been able to accomplish most of your goals and getting ready to start a whole new week. Um, my name is Evelyn and I am your podcast lady from Real Talk with Evelyn. My podcast is made of raw issues, straight issues that people go through and I'm here to maybe every week or every other week um, just give a source of encouragement and wisdom and lift you up in whatever way I can. I am a stroke survivor, as some of you might know. I have a lot of grateful things to be grateful about and to praise about. I sometimes have certain issues where I stumble against my speech and I have a small disability, but I embrace it, you know. I am happy where I'm at, content in the fact that God gave me life again, and I keep moving, and I am going on and on, because if I stay stuck with fear, fear is one of the most negative emotions that we can experience in life. So today, I want to talk a little bit about how we can conquer the fears that keep us stuck. Because God knows so many of us have been there, even myself. Um, Aristotle had mentioned one time, I remember when I was um, in high school, I had to memorize this. Um, excuse me if I probably don't phrase it the way it's supposed to be, but I remember something that he used to say that fear is pain arising from the anticipation of something evil or bad, if I can recall that was um, Aristotle. And um, and that is true, you know, fear comes from the unknown of what we don't know. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know that myself, having been through so many tragedies, so many different types of just unknown things that have happened to me had caused me a lot of setbacks and caused me to be stuck in many places where I was. But as time goes by, you learn and you grow from those experiences and you get unstuck. So it's kind of like, go get unglued, get unstuck, and let's conquer fear. But like I was saying, you know, fear is one of the most negative emotions that we can experience. Um, your fears, they could be a result of different types of things like traumatic experience. Um, like myself, like I said, I'm a stroke survivor and I can experience and I can still relive the day that I went through that unbelievable headache that I could never explain because this headache 
When I tell you it has to have been the worst headache in the world, it was. And if you ever pull up any information on brain hemorrhage, you will read that one of the symptoms says it's the worst headache in the world. Because anyone that has experience will tell you the same thing. And that experience was so traumatic for me that it was actually recorded on the back of my brain. (laughs) One of the tabs of my brain that I will never, ever forget. Um, So those kind of things like that. And, you know, that fear had me stuck for a while. It was to a point that um, even when I recovered and I went through rehab, um, even driving, and I have to be honest with you, I started driving probably a year after this happened. And to this day, to this day, I am a little stuck in fear in the sense that, oh my God, I'm driving. I am so careful about every little thing, all because I'm afraid I'm going to get this type of headache all over again. And I'm going to lose control of my wheel in the vehicle. And I'm just going to go crazy and lose it. And who knows what else can happen. But I have to bring it back and say, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you're going to believe that God's got this. So, you know, I get stuck, but I do believe in God and I have faith that when I'm out there in my vehicle, he is taking care of me. God knows you don't know how many times I pray when I'm on behind that vehicle because every once in a while that fear just rises back up. But um, like I said, um, it's fears many results. It... Um, It's like I said, the traumatic experience. Sometimes it comes from uh, unrealistic expectations, like when you grow up with a controlling parent. Um, The reason I say controlling parents, not that a controlling parent is bad. Many reasons uh, a parent has to be controlling because in this day and age, believe me, kids want to do what they feel like it. And if we don't control their behavior, God knows what can happen. But parents, sometimes they just want our kids to be perfect. So a sense of perfectionism comes in. And it's an unrealistic expectation that we have. Or perhaps let's just say it's some type of inherited or genetic tendency that we might have. But you know what, whatever the source, whatever the source, that fear can cause you to miss great opportunities when you play it safe. Um, Because then you become to be afraid to embark on new journeys that are out of the past and into an unknown future. And we get like that. It's like we don't want to create a new journey. We don't want to come across because we're afraid because of our past or because of some type of traumatic experience. Um, Fear is also self-imposed. It's a trap and that will cripple your dreams. And it'll prevent you from becoming all that you were meant to be and that you were intended to be. You know, because God has a plan for us, for all of us. And he knows. Um, 
it is a fear of the unknown. Like, you know, like if you're changing jobs, you're ending a relationship, you're starting a business, or you're going back to school. Even kids, young kids, how many young kids, when it's time for them to get back to school, they're changing schools, they're going from grade schools to middle school. How many kids on their first day of school, on a new school, they have this fear that attacks them? Why? Because it's the unknown. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what's coming to them. Um, Also, rejection when you're building a new relationship you have this thing that you know some for some people rejection is a big thing um if you want to state your views and you're very assertive or you're confiding in someone those are all fears i'm afraid to confide in this person because they might go and tell someone else people are afraid of the future you know you contemplate on all that is going on in the world like right now, and you don't know whether you want to plan for the next day, the next week, the next six months, because you don't know what to expect. It's failure when attempting something new, you know? It's like you're afraid, oh, what if I fail? I have to make major new life decisions. I'm speaking in public, so I'm afraid. Um, we tend to end up with, because it's a lack of confidence and you think that you don't have what's required to maintain that achievement. I mean, sometimes to believe it or not, I fall into that category because of my stroke and my side effects. Sometimes I have that fear. Sometimes I feel like I have that lack of confidence and I don't think that I have it some days where I can come on here and talk to you guys. And I feel like I am required to maintain that achievement. But no, we have to embrace who we are. And we have to be able to take that fear and throw it out the window and say, I can do this because I have someone more powerful than me that's going to guide me through this. And that's your faith, your faith in God. But some of these were like just some of the few common fears that um, and most of us can probably add our own to the list. Because fear is something that we struggle to overcome. And, you know, you may be surprised or encouraged to know that you don't really have to conquer it, you know. Or you may always experience some fear when you are facing difficult, demanding, or dangerous situations. In fact, you know, some of the fears are healthy. Believe it or not, some are healthy. It's fear that can cause you like to jump out of the way of an oncoming car, for instance, that is rearing out of control. God forbid it's me. (laughs) And because of that fear, it'll cause you to jump in front it'll cause you to jump in front of the vehicle and you know and it's considered a healthy fear because it's like oh my goodness it wakes you up you know it wakes you up it's funny because it does it wakes you up it can prompt you to for instance sometimes it'll prompt you to take the elevator versus the staircase 
um, rather than the stairwell when you're all alone because you're afraid. Oh, I don't want to take the stairs. I'm all alone in a strange building or covered parking area. But then you also have people that are afraid of being stuck in an elevator on their own. So they'll take the stairs. It's fear that can cause us to be apprehensive about trusting someone that's also unquestionable. Um, there are times when, you know, fear, like I said, can be a good thing. It's acting as a warning. Like I was saying, you're jumping in front of a car to save someone. It's a signal. Sometimes It's a protector sometimes. And in some way, it's kind of an innate gift that you've been given to warn yourself of danger and kind of lead you through a hazardous situation. So it just depends how you approach it. And we'll explore more of that. Um, But the fear we're talking about, however, is that panicky feeling that becomes so unreasonable It's sweeping over like a giant tidal wave and it holds us back from attempting, you know, regular everyday opportunities. That's the kind of fear I'm talking about. It stops us from our goals. It stops us from our dream. It stops us from our way of moving on forward, putting one foot in front of the other. And once we discover that fear is simply just a fact of life And it's just a normal response to maybe potentially threatening situations like I was talking about. It can be a good thing or an overwhelming condition. We can look for new and improved ways of handling fear. Because it can be good and it can be bad. So instead of trying to like eliminate fear or waiting for fear to go away... We can choose to determine whether it's acting as a danger signal, alerting us, of course, to change our direction, you know, or we can just go ahead and take action in spite of being afraid. And um, I think that rather than hoping to come to a place that, you know, we have conquered all those different things and we have conquered fear and know that it's okay to feel that way at times it is and that you know you're not going to die if you refuse to give in to it you're not but at the same time the same is true with fear it won't kill you in fact there are times when it just might save your life so we have to look that fear can go both ways. It's how you choose your mind to look at things. Remember that. It's how you choose because it can be positive just like it can be negative. It's also a turning point in... It's been a turning point in my life. And um, when I came and I realized that, you know, people who step out to advise and achieve outstanding successes, as well as those who hold back from attempting great feats. They both walk in trepidations and experiences that same fear, you know, 
because, you know, we've been taught to believe that fear is an obstacle, that it's an obstacle to be conquered and that we cannot move on to a peaceful future until we get rid of it. And no, because we're never going to get rid of it. Remember, it's how we choose to look at it. I mean, so let's just say uh, there's a child running across the street. They're going to run into a car and you see the car running, running. I mean, just driving right straight into the child. And I'm not going to, I will not sit here and listen to you tell me, oh, I'm not afraid that the car is not going to hit her or him. That fear is going to motivate you to move you and run and save that child. So guess what? That fear is a good fear. So because you chose to take that fear and turn it around into something that was good. So it's what we're taught to believe. You know, it's not an obstacle. It's and it, it can be moved to a peaceful understanding. And because of that, we have to embrace it, whether it's in different ways to look at it, whether it's been afraid of it or whether it's been to save us or someone to it. The bottom line is that the one who victimizes you the most is guess who? You. Yes, you, yourself, or me. In spite of all the type of people or situation or categories you can be victimized by, you are ultimately the one who decides whether you'll be upset, you'll be hurt, you'll be depressed, you'll be irritated, you'll be worried, you'll be angry, you'll be fearful or guilty about anything. You're the only one that victimizes yourself. So why not take all those things and just reverse them? Because you have the right to take control of your life. You can make your own choices. You can have your own opinion. You can make your own decisions. You can stand up for what you believe. You can express yourself in your opinions and beliefs and viewpoints. You can live by your chosen values and moral standards. You can be happy and you can say no. So when things are on a negative field, you can turn around it and say, oh no, I am not stepping in that ground. I am following on the right path. You're going to make the choice that what is right and what is wrong. And if you feel that it's the right move, you will make it. If you feel like it's not, you won't make it. But you will not look at fear no more in a negative way. You will decide whether it's negative or whether it's good. Well, my dear fellow listeners, I hope I have inserted some wisdom and encouragement for you today. And I'm going to end this podcast with something probably a little different than my other podcast. 
And this one is just kind of a prayer, a little prayer that I feel like I should put out there for a lot of people. Whether you're religious or you're not religious, whether you're Christian, Catholic, Jew, whatever you are, it's all good. I just believe in one God. That's all. Not religion, not tradition, but just one God. Plain faith. Faith that he can hear my prayers and my requests. So, if you all don't mind, I'm going to express my prayers to him and to this world and to all my listeners tonight or today or this morning and that you might have a wonderful day. Dear God, today I thank you for the calm, for the comfort and the refreshment that you offer when I take one day at a time. I pray that I will always stay in the moment, regardless of what I have had to overcome in the past, or what I face in the future, or if I face any of my fears, or if anyone out there faces any of their fears. Please help me and help them to see that our problems are really pearls in disguise, and to know that those precious gems will be revealed when we allow the principle of your truth and love to flow over us and to saturate my life and their life. I thank you that you never forsake me and that you have never left me to face my difficulties alone. Even when I think you're not there, you're one foot in front of me. You were there even when I didn't know you. And now you draw closer to me as I draw closer to you. Thank you for that, dear Lord. Please keep me flexible and adaptable so that I can bounce back from my adversities, from my fears, from all those that feel the same way. Help me and help them to place the burden of our emotional complexities onto your shoulders and be so filled with your inner peace and joy that we can spill serenity to everyone we meet. I thank you that you have given me a sound mind so that I will not be tormented by confusion or fear, but will greet each new day with clarity. Thank you for revealing to me that I can be a peacemaker without being a doormat and that you never meant for others to walk all over anyone. And most of all, help us to appreciate each day and to live our life in the moment. I offer up today into your hands and I ask you for divine direction for tomorrow for all of us. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Well, my fellow listeners, I hope I didn't offend too many of you out there, but I felt that this was needed. Have a pleasant day. Have a pleasant evening. Have a pleasant day. And remember to look at fear in the eyes and choose whether it's to save you 
or to stay away and let it go. Have a good night or a good day. Bless you all. Time for Real Talk with Evelyn. Again, it's Monday evening. Most of you are retired, resting by now, unless we have a couple of those that are restless and sleepless. And uh, it's okay. Sometimes we need that just to kind of lay back and just kind of just go through what we went through through the day and sort out different things but um it's actually kind of 11 19 in the evening just before midnight i tend to do my better podcast somewhere somewhere along in the late evenings um i tend to have my time alone and i'm better rested and i'm sitting laying back on my recliner it's quiet and peaceful and I like to express my ways or my concerns or anything around this time but it's okay um, for those that are listening to me and it's morning instead by the time you wake up and you hear this if this is your routine whether you're running or getting ready to go to work and doing your makeup or shaving or whatever, that's just as fine too. It's well. It's never no better time than the one we have at the moment, right? And that's what I tell people. Don't worry whether it's late or it's early. It's on your timing. Well, today I have had, let's just say, a pretty good day. It was pretty good. Um, the weather was pretty... Mm, a little sorrow, but that was okay. It gave me time to sit back and enjoy the raindrops and the little trinkling on the rooftops. But it gave you time to meditate and to think about things in your life that maybe you want to revamp or go through it's also a time to realize and see what is important in your life and in today's society um, despite you know all your successes in this world or anyone's successes you may feel that there has to be more to life right you know sometimes you feel this longing for a connection with something or someone that you just can't quite put into words. And, you know, it's kind of sad because if you do have a family, sometimes, you know, you look at that and you feel like your family is not enough. You want something different because, you know, most people say they do the same routine every day it's a mundane routine and they take care of the kids and they go to work and they come back and they cook and they do the same thing every day it's almost like they don't have that time to appreciate each other so they long for a connection with something um, that you can't quite put into words Uh, but you know that you've been missing that something and that's what most people feel 
you may feel sometimes a hunger to go deeper in your life, you know, to move beyond these, what can I call it, um, outer trappings of this world, because that's what they are, they're traps. So you can connect with something that's larger than yourself or than your family. And um, not that there's nothing wrong with wanting, you know, a pair of diamond earrings, the fine china, the finer looking clothes. It's just that in our culture, things have gotten way out of balance. I believe they have. Technology has kind of taken over us. Uh, nowadays, technology, we don't call anybody. We don't speak to anybody. Um, everything is a comment or a like. And if, you know, you hit a like button, oh, okay, they're, they're connecting with me. But I don't really have to call them because they know they connected with me. And that is just so sad because, you know, our desire to have more is continually being stimulated by the media. It always is. We're bombarded with how many times, I mean, commercial all day. Most of us, I know that my husband, he can't even deal with commercial. It's like, okay, it's time for commercial. He bypasses it if he can. He can go ahead and just fast forward to back to the movie or the program that he was watching. It gets to a point that it's too much. Um, we're bombarded with movies. Um, not that we go to the movies anymore, but cable TV. There's so many different types of cables and apps that you can watch so many things that you spend more of your time trying to figure out which app you're going to watch a movie. It's crazy. It really is. Um, billboards and magazines, they're all filled with, oh, you look at them, all oh, the Barbie dolls and the Kens and the beautiful people and the extravagant, beautiful homes and the beautiful cars, clothes, jewelry, you name it. And it fills our head with, oh my God, I want this. I want this. I want this. So I'm going to have to work hard to get this. It intoxicates our mind to want more of what we have and not appreciate the things that we have and one of the most important things that we have if you're married and you have a family and let's just say you're not married and you're single but you still I would hope you have a family um very few of the people that don't have family and don't have anyone but I'm really actually talking to those that do have family because we don't appreciate it we don't um embrace the family we don't embrace them we maybe see them at a what Thanksgiving gathering uh Christmas vacation let's go see them and we spend more time with getting in touch through technology and unfortunately in our consumer driven culture that we have it's so easy to lose sight of what's important you know it's like your desire is so deeper meaning in your own life that you don't look out of you you don't look at what you have in front of you but do you really think that, for instance, that hunger can be fulfilled by a new car? No. No. That an all-expense-paid shopping spree at your favorite clothing store or trip 
to who knows a plastic surgeon no it's not it's definitely not but however all these advertisers they're continually trying to sell you what you don't need and unfortunately half of the world they believe them now the question is how can you find that fulfillment in something that goes beyond the trapping of this everyday life and when i say trapping is how the world traps us sure of course and you know this is a challenge because especially in our materialistic society because it is but it's possible that you can you can make everyday sacred and by doing that is when you just sit back in your time alone and you realize what is it important in life what is important to you and you might say why am i getting to this today why am i talking about this subject reason i'm talking about this subject is because i've learned a lot in my life tomorrow actually it's 11 39 right now 17 years ago at 1107 i heard my oldest son last voice over the phone technology my son was gone away on a trip in new york and that was the last time i heard his voice prior to that my son growing up as a um full teenager already 20 wanted to kind of go out and venture on his own and um as much as a mother i tried to be there for him it wasn't the way i wanted it because he wanted to experience life he wanted to venture out he wanted to do things he wanted to travel beyond his own and my son 17 years ago was taken away from me and when i talk about this is that this is what i try to say technology the world materialistic things they trap you they trap your mind and you get away from your most important thing in life and i learned that in life if we don't cherish what we have which is our family our children our spouses our parents our loved ones our grandparents our sisters our siblings before you know it life is short it can be taken away from you in a twinkle of an eye i just lost my sister 5 months ago too just a day before she died she came to visit me and um never in my entire life would i thought i would lose her that quick she was very young i didn't realize and we always think of there's always tomorrow the next day and as many tragedies that i have gone through in my own self and realize that life is short short we tend to sometimes hold on to just meticulous stupid 
bit, shall I say, petty nonsense. And um, my sister, I remember, she was very outgoing and um, just loved life to the point that she wanted things in life more so than, you know, she could probably... (laughs) Uh, had and not realize that by the time she gets around to using it, it'll be like another year or two from now. Um, But what I'm trying to say, if we don't get caught up in those things and learn that what we have here today is so precious and it's so valuable, how in the world do we expect that six months down the line, a year down the line, we're going to feel the same way or we're going to feel closer to it if we don't embrace it now. And um, when I think about my son 17 years ago today, that he was taken from me and taken from this world, I spend probably almost the first 10 years of my life mourning him not believing and realizing he was really gone it was there was no way uh not to name that a year before that I had lost his younger brother who was only a year and a half before that so to me that by me losing my second son back to back that was like there's no way and but that's when I realized life is short and Nothing again from that point on, nothing again made importance to me. Everything that was materialistic was here today and gone the next. It didn't matter. I wasn't that person who felt that I wanted this and I wanted that. I'm not saying that, you know, I didn't want to you know, be the better person and, you know, be successful, but, and just kind of stay home and do nothing. No, I still continue to be better, but I wanted to make sure that becoming that better person was meaningful, was meaningful, not just to me, to be satisfying that I know I can help somebody out there. Sometimes I think about that. So it doesn't matter to me. It's like, I said, you know what? Why do I have so many things in my household? It's time to get rid of stuff. It's time to get rid of so much clothes, so much jewelry. None of this matters to me because if I die tomorrow, guess what? It's all left behind. So what I do now is I think about who is in need of something that maybe they can't afford. Okay, I'm going to go out there and I need to search. I need to find out who is in need of things that I can be a service to them. And I think that we tend to forget that all we want in life sometimes is is just me, 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 me. We want to fulfill ourselves. We want to satisfy ourselves and not realizing that satisfaction to self is when you serve somebody else, when you're there for somebody else. It feels good because when you leave this world, you want to leave a legacy that... You were here and you touched a lot of people. That's the important part of life. It's not how much you have at home, how much you gain, because you can gain it and lose it all, you know? 
And when it's time to go and our spirits go, it's either going to go up or going to go down. And I honestly want to go up. I want to feel good about the things I've done. I want to feel good of how I spent my eternity here in this life and know that my eternity is going to be in a better place. And all I can say tonight to anyone that if you're out there, think about your core values. Think about your family. Think about the people you're around. Um, They're here today and they're gone tomorrow. Right now, it's been 17 years that I lost my son and 15 years and a half that I lost the other one. I lost one on 9-23 and I lost the other one on 10-20. Right now, I am at peace with that. I can say I am fully at peace. I don't mourn my boys anymore because I know that I have surrendered them to a higher, you know, service. And I know that God's got them and, you know, he had a purpose for them. Sometimes we have to learn that things in life, they're actually borrowed. My children, God gave them to me for only a certain time in my life. So they're borrowed. So I'm grateful for the time that I was with them. I'm grateful for the time I was here with them. Um, Motherhood doesn't come with a training book or anything like that. But you do the best you can. And as you grow older and older, you learn from experiences, you learn from others, and you learn not to make the same mistake again. But just remember in life, you know, learn to love each and every one of you that have a family. Because family is very important, you know. It's, you know, especially us parents, you know, as mothers, we're kind of the backbone of our family. And I just want to leave you guys a food for thought um, that um, every person has at least one moment in his or her life that puts everything into perspective. And it makes him or her realize what's important. I just want to ask you, what's yours? What is yours? Remember, stay prayed up. Stay loving. Take your family every day and tell them how much you love them. And when that day comes and they're not around, you know you have done everything in your power to be with them. I love you all. And um, stay safe. God bless you.